This is Left in the Void podcast coming at you live from the apocalyptic hellscape that is the United States of America post-election. Joe Biden, he is now the president-elect, which means absolutely not a goddamn thing is going to change. Jeez, that was a hard start. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I figure everyone's been getting off too easy lately, and we need to know that nothing matters and nothing changes, and... God, I sound like a nihilist. Nihilists are cowards. I don't want to be a nihilist. Well, I think ironically, actually, nihilism is the exact opposite of what most people are, are feeling right now. Probably for the first time in four years, a little help, even if it's, you know, not who they wanted, just a moment to breathe. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I feel bit. better. Just a little. A little bit I, of hope. Yeah. I feel better that Proud Daddy isn't, you know, coalitioning his proud baby boys <laughs> to go <laughs> do terrible, horrendous hate crimes. I'm pumped about that but uh, they're still out there. Yeah, no, they haven't gone away. The system, the system, which we, I don't even know how to say this. Capitalism still exists. It's still, Mm. it's still a fucking thing. Homelessness is still a problem. Most people are still spending 50% of their income on their rent. You know, the wage gap is still large. Cool. Trump's still the president. He is. He does have, when's he inaugurated? What's the day? January 6th. The 6th. So, so. Or it's not inaugurated. When is Biden inaugurated? Um, right. So we haven't from the 9th, when this is being recorded of November, until the 6th, for him to just do some crazy, dumb shit. And I, I think what's important in that timeline is to see how many Republicans are either going to continue to back people like him or that ideology in an attempt to hold on to the Trump base going forward, or how many of them are going to try to move back center. Hmm. Which I don't know if conservatives are famous for doing that. Do you all want my predictions on what's going to happen from now until? Uh, oh, you do. <laughs> let, do me, absolutely. let me Curious give you my wild QAnon conspiracies of what's going to happen. Um, in all reality, I think what's gonna, probably going to happen here is since Trump knows that he's outski, he's probably going to try to enact as many fucking crazy ass goddamn executive orders as he fucking possibly can to kind of try to have this lasting effect of his presidency. And then my guess is when Biden comes in, he'll probably end up kind of doing the same shit. Um, I mean, they're executive orders, so they're reversed easily enough by the next president. But yeah. Um, but I also I just really dislike the fact that executive orders are. I understand why they're a thing, but I feel like they're just so misused a lot of the time. Well, all of American politics don't fucking work. Nothing in our system works for us. It's really like, you know, Aiden had actually said this earlier when we were talking about uh, why one should vote for Biden or not, um, or my argument for third party. You know, the thing is, is like American politics has become such a spectacle that its effectiveness to actually help us do the things that we want has just, it's just fucking broken. The gears don't turn They've been ground down to nothing and nothing, nothing moves, nothing moves, nothing changes. So it's just a spectacle. And the executive order is an extension of the executive spectacle. So what is Trump going to do in this short amount of time to force that executive spectacle on us? Uh, and act as many things as he can. That's my guess. 
And you know yeah. what? I've been wrong before, and I'm hoping I'm wrong again. That's all I. That's all I got. I don't. It doesn't seem likely. Not with Trump. No. He's gonna do everything he can to get uh, milk milk the last couple months of his presidency for all it's worth. Well, whoever was on ship with him before is certainly jumping off now. You know, like it, it's it, it's going to be a really, really hilariously oh, sad teeter. The, the people that why would they jump ship? Why would they jump ship? Nothing's going to happen to them. Well, if they want to have a continuing political career, if they want to look four years into the future, that, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, everybody who is in Bush's cabinet is doing just fine. Yeah, but the Bush administration is substantially different than the Trump administration. It's different, but like they were like the Iraq war was a fucking disaster. Every like Democrats were like, these people, we're never going to allow these people to work in politics again. Four years passed. Everybody forgets. And these people are right back where they were in high level positions in government. Well, I think some of that's because in contrast to the Trump administration, the Trump administration made the Bush administration look semi-competent. So like you'd want to take any of those people and at least it's like the enemy, you know, into that administration. That being said, Bush administration was fucking awful and responsible for the, the absolute slaughter of millions of people. Yeah, but I just don't see I don't see the repercussions. I don't like there. I don't think they're scared right now. I don't think they're scared they're going to lose their political careers. I think it's going to be fine for them. At the very least, they'll be able to be fucking pundits on Fox News, but they'll sure. probably be able to keep some semblance of power in, in government positions, appointed or well, probably not elected, but at least appointed. There's plenty of those. You know what I've noticed, which I thought was kind of interesting? So you usually have all these, you know, the Trump's parties, his, uh, his Republican base, usually support him pretty staunchly, no matter what. But with his, you know, stop the count stuff that he keeps going on about, a lot of the senators and a lot of the like Republican representatives just really have been trying to distance themselves from that and have been saying nothing to that effect. Really? Which I've yeah, which is really surprising to me. But I think it shows now to what degree this is is up for debate. But it shows that some people and a lot of people are kind of distancing themselves from the more radical side of Trump now that they know that he's lost the the election. Yeah, and kind of trying to I mean, go back to a little bit more normalcy. Now, are they still going to support the policies? I have no doubt. But at least publicly, they're kind of backtracking a little bit now that they notice that there's going to be someone who's a Democrat in the White House. I mean, well, Ted Cruz is still behind him. Freaking Lindsey Graham is still behind him. It's not yeah. like, but I, there are there's tons of people whose names I don't know who are probably. I mean, they're usually silent. That's why I don't know their names. Ted Cruz is a fucking loudmouth. <laughs> right. Yeah. As, as Biggie once said, the biggest moves are best made in silence, and the GOP is 100% on board. Well, they have a lot of clout in the American public and in the corporate media, but ultimately in the Senate, they are one vote. And if there are other Republicans holding seats, you know, in the Senate and, and in the House who, who do want to move away from that base that Trump has created or encouraged, now's the time to do it. But I don't know. I can't. It's hard for me to speculate as to what Republicans will do because I'm so far removed from from them ideologically. I don't think Republicans behavior is going to change at all. Republican no, behavior I mean, they're going to stay the same as it has been. They're going to advocate to fucking destroy every fucking poor person as best they can. Um, right. I'm more worried about what the Democrats are going to fucking do. 
Like they jumped on the left wing so hard and so quickly. As soon as the as soon as the results came in, they were on TV talking about how the left is ruining the party and how everyone needs to stop advocating for uh police reform and the green new right. deal right and all that it, they're adopting they're adopting the narrative of republicans like the republicans lay out this false narrative and then the conservative democrats pick it up and run with it well one of the reasons they're doing that is because they thought that they had florida on lock for the hispanic vote and they yeah. didn't because because the Cubans don't like the words Cubans the Cubans living in Florida, well they don't like the word socialism, and the, so yeah, they don't they, vote like the Hispanic vote is not like a voter block. It's like right, a right, right. different cultures. Yeah, they explain that to a liberal. Liberals <laughs> yeah. don't get yeah. that, but they're blaming us for that, right? They're blaming the left. They're blaming socialists no, to be like it's demonstrably not true. Fucking right. the fucking leftists in the party. <clears throat> Had did more for Joe Biden than any of these fucking uh like milk toast old motherfuckers who don't know how to use a goddamn app to to promote themselves. That was these people that were on the the uh Democrat phone call or whatever after after the election. All the mm -hmm. Congress people talking uh were saying like you know never say socialism again. Um, it's it lost us our election. These people that lost their elections, but like. All the progressives won their elections and in swing districts. Right. Like they are not losing. <laughs> they're getting votes. They're getting people out to vote. Like they got freaking Ilhan Omar in Minnesota. How close was Minnesota? Right. Minnesota was right, close. Right. Ilhan Omar has been out knocking on doors, has had tons of people behind her out knocking on doors, getting mm. people out to vote. Like, I'm she is in no small part why Minnesota went for Biden, right? Like all these people that that these down ballot candidates got out to vote also went out and voted for Biden. Like if we didn't have these progressives on the ballot, we might not even be sitting here talking about how Trump lost the election. We'd be talking about what the next four years would be looking like under another fucking four years of Trump. Right. Probably a lot of me spending more money on guns. It would be a very <laughs> sure, yeah. We'd be in a we'd be talking in very different tones right now. Yeah. I would yeah. be looking up uh, trebuchet schematics and how to handcraft gas masks at home. We really should do an episode about trebuchets again. But yeah, um, I got the blueprints. I just don't have the materials. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do with a fucking trebuchet? <laughs> what do you do with the trebuchet? The only thing you do with the trebuchet. You knock down what? Knock down the fucking knock the wall, down the, the Starbucks? No, no, no. You besiege a city and then you fill the trebuchet with plague bodies and then you throw them into the city. We don't want to besiege cities. We need to, to besiege the fucking rural but fuck nowhere. Cities are on our side. Oh no, this is we do not need to besiege the I'm rural coming to your city first, Aiden. Your city's first. In a video game. In, In Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> In Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i care about you rural butt fuck nowhere aiden lives in rural butt fuck nowhere i've all i've lived my entire life in rural butt fuck nowhere i love it here yeah i live in the industrial hellscape that is one of the largest cities in my state and uh you do now but you did grow up in rural butt fuck nowhere as did i i, 
I did grow up a few miles from Aiden and rule, but fuck nowhere. I, did I would never up. advocate for for besieging anything <laughs> with a trebuchet. That's just ridiculous. Because you it's sir, cool. need to study more <laughs> Genghis Khan and see how effective it was, my friend. I've played Age of Empires. There's <laughs> they're the best unit. They're the best unit in in the Imperial Age, but we're, I think we're past that. Yeah, we we are in the Fallout Four Age. Getting <laughs> almost getting close almost yeah getting close they're also the best unit in castle crusader which is which is where brian got the idea of launching plague bodies into cities and every single game where there's a this is so off topic when in every single game <laughs> we're, we're, we're so gone no i didn't even want to talk about politics i just wanted to talk about video games that's it we went so fast from, from <laughs> do you know from, why because this is so fucking exhausting <laughs> Seriously. I mean, like, it's important and, like, we do want to have these conversations, but, like, how, and we've all done this, like, how glued to the numbers were you since the third? Oh, my God. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Like, I, I couldn't do my homework. It was like, <laughs> right, right. All I could think about was, like, the numbers rolling in like watching the number refreshing fucking hitting mashing f5 and fucking just watching streamers talk about it i i yeah. got to sign up for classes for the next semester that opened up on that on that monday and mm -hmm. i was literally thinking am i gonna have enough willpower to take on the amount of courses i need this kind of depends on whether or not trump wins because if trump wins there's no way i can take on this many courses i'm gonna have to be out in the street way yeah. more Oh man, I, I was sitting in like my biochem lectures and then I would just be sitting like Aiden said, just hitting F5. And then I would just hear like somewhere off in the distance, like phosphorylated ATP. And then I'd just be like, no, 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 F5, F5, F5. And just keep rehitting that. And then just like holding my mouse cursor like over certain states and seeing if they changed. It was, I wasn't. Oh, sorry, keep going. Oh, I was gonna say, I wasn't sure if I had OCD before, but I'll tell you what, man, from the third on, I really felt like I fucking did. Oh my god. It 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 went on for so damn long. Yeah. And they could have called it they could have called it days before they did. Right, but because of because of the Bush Gore runoff, like you can't do that. Be you know what I mean? Because if you call something and then all of a sudden it comes back, then we have to go to the Supreme Court because then there's going to be so much turmoil. Yeah. So, I really don't mind that it, it took now I don't. Now that it's over, in the middle of it, I was like I'm going to die. Um, yeah, that's a, like the whole the last day, the day before they called it at like midnight. I was like, it's you have to fucking call this. Why <laughs> have not called this yet? He finally all the votes that are coming in are going to favor Biden. Like, mm. there's no reason not to call this yet. Um, Have they called Georgia yet? Yeah, I think. Yeah, let's look it up before we say for sure. But I'm pretty certain that Georgia went to Biden. Last I checked, which was yesterday, they still hadn't called it. Nope, still haven't called it. 99% re reporting. Uh, Biden is up by, looks like, 14,000. I don't think they're ever going to call it because it has to go to a recount. I think it, I think it has to go to a recount because oh, it's... Oh, so right, you're right. So I don't think they will call it until much, much later. But the narrative now that I've been hearing uh, from, from Libmom Lip mom. No, from my mom, uh, <laughs> who watches a lot of uh, 
who watches a lot of uh of msnbc and the like um Mm -hmm. is that uh we need to uh hold it to get like you know progressives bit their tongues and voted for biden right right that we need to hold that together and that we need to uh you know for two more months we just need to do it for two more months then we can start arguing which was the narrative before right when it was like Mm -hmm. we just need to do it until the election and then we can start arguing um that's total bullshit you know it's georgia it's just georgia so if you're in georgia absolutely hold it together don't start breaking uh don't start breaking and don't start breaking up the coalition but obviously fucking advocate for good policies rather than shitty neo-lib policies but, well this uh, is what we were worried about right that the selection would go the way that it like we wanted it to go this way it pained me to fill in that bubble with with harris's name in it and biden's <laughs> name in it but i did it you you Guys made strong enough arguments that I decided to do it. Other people made strong enough arguments that I decided to do it. And then to have it rubbed in my face immediately after to be like, well, it's you socialists. I'm like, I'm going to fucking ruin you people. You bought ah fucking liberal. This is why I hate them more than conservatives. Conservatives always hate me. Mm-hmm. Liberals pretend to like me and then rub poop in my mouth after I vote for their candidate. <laughs> yeah, you know. I've I've been voting for a little minute here. Uh, this was probably the least happy I've ever been bubbling something. Like when I was looking at my ballot, I just I, I scribbled in Biden Harris so quick, and I was like, okay, now to the measures, now, the the breath of fresh air, the measures that I can now look at for right. How'd that go for you guys in California? Not good. Really? Not good. No, it went really bad. Like most yeah. of the terrible ones went through, and most of the good ones did not. Some of the, like one of the good ones went through and one of the terrible ones got stopped. Hmm. The, the worst one got stopped where all misdemeanors are now felonies and everyone lives in a police state. But um, I saw that. Yeah, or, that's actually I learned what a wobble law was or a, lo- a wobble crime where it's just kind of like me, nee, depending on how we feel, this is either a felony or a misdemeanor. I'm like, that sounds no. <laughs> Hot yeah. dogs are skin? Felony. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true yeah was it gig uh, sharing got passed everyone just collectively not everyone obviously but a majority of people were like you know what sounds good paying people less and not giving them benefits that sounds fantastic because these billion dollar corporations really need more money that happened yeah well that was that, that was the result of effective marketing from corporate interest you know oh my god they yeah. spent so much fucking money on that i've re- Everything I saw was a fucking advertisement like this would make it so I wouldn't be able to drive my car anymore. (laughs) Their argument was total bullshit, but it it doesn't matter because uh, they got somebody to say, I'm a lift. I'm a rideshare driver. Like, uh, you know, they convinced people that that's what they what was best for him because nobody has nobody knows what what worker protections are because we haven't ever had for like 50 years. Nobody understands that being independent Independent contractor contractor. Mm -hmm. is a fucking horrible like thing to be. It leaves you open to so much exploitation. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, it depends, it depends on like in what, in what facet 
you are an independent contractor if you work for like a corporate corporation or if you're working for yourself like it kind of depends in this aspect for sure you're getting fucked if you're an independent contractor with this if you if you work for yourself and you're an independent contractor that's like what that's supposed to be for exactly right if you're an employee of someone else and you're an independent contractor you're being exploited much more than uh if you were an employee yeah because they don't have to pay any insurance on you they don't have any liability uh for if you get hurt on the job or anything it's all on you right so the the thing that sucks is be like because none of the other larger problems in this country are being addressed like the wage gap or the lack of good jobs at all or the the ongoing and like and only going to get worse recession all of these things that are not fair to those who, of us who aren't billionaires. We actually sometimes need those sh- those shitty gig jobs. Like when I got laid off, that's what fucking kept me afloat, even though I hated it. Yeah, I was like, no. I have to, I have to. And that's what they tapped into, right? And that's like they they knew that these people are like they're afraid that their ability to like do the job as they're doing it now was going to change if this law went through, which it wasn't, but that's the way they portrayed it. Um, You know, that you would, they portrayed it in a way that like it, you would now you have to work eight hours a day, five days a week doing this job, even though that's was never going to happen. Right. Um, Right. They just would have had to give all their employees benefits if they did their, you know, normal amount of shifts that they were already doing. Like their shifts wouldn't have changed. They just would have gotten compensated for it. Sure. Um, and there was a there was a thing that guarantees that they get paid at least five dollars an hour, which doesn't matter because the minimum wage is already like eleven bucks an hour. But that was there was like we're guaranteeing a certain wage for these people, and it was it was five dollars an hour. That's the guaranteed wage. What um. What else did or didn't pass? California had a ton of props. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Stem cell got passed. There was there was this proposition to where uh, $5.5 billion worth of state bonds were going to be allocated specifically for stem cell research and medical facilities and R&D within California. And I am super pumped up about that. I am jazzed on it. I'm excited to see that there has been a transition from people being scared of stem cell research and really genuinely being for it. I'm really excited to see that transition. How I felt before I talked to you about that. And I'm sure how a lot of people felt while feeling, filling out their ballots was what does this even do? It doesn't seem (laughs) like it does anything bad. I guess I'll vote for it. Like I, I I could have voted. No, I could have voted no on it just as easily. I had no, I like, no clue yeah i think that's the general feeling when it comes to it is people don't know how to feel about stem cells one way or another um and they're just like well yeah i guess medical research is good so i'll vote for it which is great it's fine that that is something we should obviously be doing is researching the medical in the medical field rather extensively but it makes me happy that it was a larger sum of money and that it passed not by a large margin but it did pass and that's all i really care about because stem cell has such a massive application in today's world, especially too with all these new research projects that have been coming out. I mean, I can go on and on about how I fucking hate the FDA, 
for a lot of things. Sure. But here, here's one application for stem cell research and why I fucking hate the FDA. So there's been this thing that's been happening lately with uh, 3D printers to where you can actually utilize a 3D printer to print organs. You can print right. body parts. So basically what they'll do is they'll take stem cells from your bone marrow. So out of your femur and your leg, and then they'll put it, they'll print out like a little skeleton of your ear. And then they'll put your stem cells in there, put a couple of your own ear cells in there, and then boom, you have a new ear. Or they'll do that with your kidney. You can bypass all of these transplant lists. You can cut out all the medical debt that people go into just by mm -hmm. printing them a new organ. And the FDA has been holding that up. But these are the kind of things that this bill will allow us to research more, more of these applications. There's already been a successful liver transplanted into a pig, successful heart valves printed, put into horses. Like there's already been applications and having this benefit. Great. That's a great silver lining. It is like, like all of this stuff that's been happening lately is so dog shit, but like there are these few silver linings and glimpses of hope that you can see things starting to get better. Uh, and reality, what's probably going to happen is all these mega corporations are probably going to get their fucking dirty little muggy hands on it. And then they're going to fuck some shit up, but I have hope that ain't going to happen. Right. Well, we just got to keep our, our, our eye on it and make sure yeah, that, because, to make sure that that doesn't happen or yeah. whoever gets the fucking money does what they're supposed to do with it. Exactly. And if you happen to live in California, that's your fucking money. Yeah, it that's is your money. Your shit that you pay into that. Would you rather have it go to Pfizer or would you rather have it to go to like Stanford where they're actually going to do some research, some genuinely good research on this? Uh, we covered some of the props, but I, I do want to kind of talk about what you guys think the uh, general strategy should be going forward. Now that Biden is president elect, the things that we cared about before are still important. The things that we want to see change still need to change. Uh, and I kind of want to go b between each of you and ask you, like, I'll start with you, Aiden, and then we'll go to Brian. What are the things that you want to see happen first with Biden? And we co we've covered this before, like in our, in our pilot episode, but now that he's actually president-elect, I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys think. He needs to give amnesty to all the people locked up for weed shit. Minor crimes, minor drug offenses. That's that's an easy executive order thing. He can do that in five seconds. He doesn't need the he doesn't need legislation to go through to at least jump on that, you know, because he has the power to grant amnesty. What about you, Brian? What do you want to see? What do you want to see him do? Day one, two, three, four, seven. Um, for the people that have been listening to the pod uh, since its conception and birth, I don't think anyone was surprised that uh, what I want to see happen is actually have a viable coronavirus task force to have people who know what they're talking about put into positions where they can actually make effective change to start implementing something that would actually get us through this quicker and faster. I mean, Fauci, phenomenal guy. I have nothing against him. Um, he does good, but you, having a figurehead is great, but having something that actually, or having a group of people that will actually implement policies nationwide or even statewide is what i would like to see he's not going to have any real power over what the states do but i'd like to at least kind of see some federal mandates because through this shit, it's it's ridiculous it's a joke that we haven't gotten past this already right there's no yeah. reason that we couldn't have done that the only right. reason that we haven't done that is because people put their individualism over the health and benefits of others individualism over collectivism has been the american model since its conception 
What I want to see, though, is some actual action. Just get this shit over with. It's ridiculous. There's no need for this. That's I what agree. I want to see. I agree. But beyond the political spectrum of what I want Biden to do or his posse of cronies, mm-hmm. I want to see individual people get involved with community action. Well, that was going to be the next thing I wanted to ask you guys was like, okay, so Biden won the Democrats in. That's great. We're not really, we're not liberals. <laughs> we're no. socialists and anarchists. So like now that we have Biden there, what are, are you worried about these movements, the left, the far, the left, the real left, the radical left, like yeah. losing, uh, I guess like it's recruitment pool or, or, or it's uh, energy behind it because a lot of the leftist organizations that we belong to saw huge surges. Yeah. I mean, obviously I, that didn't start with Trump because it started with Bernie when he was running in primary against Hillary. But right now, I mean, like, what do you think? Uh, start with Aiden and then to Brian. I think we'll keep, uh, I think we're going to keep growing. Mm. You know, I think it'll be, uh, maybe not have quite as much motivation, but uh, it'll be easier, right? It'll be easier to organize because we don't have the active antagonism from Trump. But I think, you know, the the threats are all still there, you know, climate change and like, that's not going away. Sure. Yeah. The existential stuff. Yeah. So, and that's like, I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest puller of people to the left is probably climate change. Do you think so? Yeah. I mean, I, don't, yeah, I, I wouldn't I mean, say you're wrong. I mean, the sunrise movement's got a pretty big hammer to swing, but that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like the sunrise movement, they're like a, they're like a one issue mm. group, right? They've done more for leftist politicians than, than probably any other group, right? Like they're out there like knocking on doors and doing everything that they need to do to, to get people and props and whatever uh, passed and elected. And that's all, that's all from, you know, that's, I feel like sunrise movements, like a kick ass entry level to the left sort of thing. Mm. You know, because people care about climate change, but you don't have to be a leftist to care about climate change. True. But if you care about climate change, then you have the capacity to care about, you know, other things like workers' rights. Right. What do you think, Brian? Like going forward now that Biden's Biden has arrived, do you think that leftist groups are going to see a, a like a decrease in interest, or it's going to be harder to convince people to listen to us talk? Well, I think the thing that is making me hopeful is with the bolstering numbers of individuals becoming a part of leftist organizations. That just means that there's more people now with a deeper knowledge of leftist ideologies and movements to kind of spread the word about their own belief systems and then maybe bring Mm. people who would have normally been a little bit more centrist or liberal kind of farther into the ideologies of the left. That makes me hopeful. I think what people need to really realize is that the Republicans are still going to hold the Senate, which means anything that Biden is going to want to pass or the left or liberals are going to want to pass is going to have a really fucking hard time doing that. So at that point, you need to focus on you and your community and what you can do for the people directly around you to make your life better. Start getting focused on some mutual aid, small little things, get involved in community defense. If if what has happened has scared the shit out of you with the Proud Boys and with all of these alt-right militias coming out, Get involved with community defense. Start working with the people in your community to build a better world for yourself. 
That is important. That is where true change comes from. What often happens is you have leftist organizations really get the ball rolling. Like if you think about historically the United States with labor movements, a lot of that started with the communist parties. And then that got more people involved and you had more rights from there. We talked about Blair Mountain. That's where your eight hour workday came from in your weekend. That was a leftist move. That was a pretty radical thing that happened. Those big changes often happen from the left and then the liberals kind of take it from there and then run with it. Those things, I have the feeling and the hope that it is going to stay that way. But there's more people now a part of these organizations. There's more organization within those. And I think that's a benefit. But yeah. just keep doing what you're doing. I, I've i kind of already had people in my life that I've kind of brought into a better understanding of leftist ideologies. And I think that's good. Yeah, kind of, I, well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We gotta we gotta keep bringing the libs in, because mm -hmm. um, you know you got your MSNBC pundits trying to pull them back to the right, convince them that that the best way to go is not leftism. Well, a combination of what you both said, like Brian saying that you know the Republicans are still going to have a significant amount of power in the government to stop whatever biden's going to want to try to implement right and so when those when those initiatives begin to fail i'm worried that the centrist and right democrats are going to blame the left however they can it's our fault that these things aren't aren't working not the failure of the system as a whole or or the or even the democratic party exactly that will become the scapegoat so that's my worry that it's going to become harder and harder to um get people to want to join the DSA or the Sunrise Movement or even like your small local mutual aid groups, even mm -hmm. Food Not Bombs, which has been around for goddamn ever. Like it, it's going to be more difficult to do that simply because now that the Democrats are in power, when they meet resistance, they're going to shift that scope. To, they're going to scapegoat us. And so like, yeah. what do you, I mean, I don't even, you guys, I don't expect a full answer here because we're in, this is new to us and how we even go about doing this as, as like young leftists, but how do you effectively combat the democratic machine, which is about to come after you and your ideology without proving them right to, to centrists? Like, I don't want to shoot for centrists in the same way the Democrats did to win this election, but I still want liberals and and centrists who are open to radical change who want to see something actually occur how do we get those people to to not see us as uh the the pinko commies from the red scare brian looked like you wanted to say something so yeah i actually had something that's been working fairly well for me uh i kind of realized because my my mother has always been a staunch conservative uh staunch conservative she was a big part big lover of reagan bush all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff what i ended up doing was just explaining to her how the republican party and the gop has harmed her as an individual and has harmed me as her son and then she started asking me about what the democrats can do for me i was like they're also going to harm me and harm you and basically screw you over Kind of just showing the duality of, yes, this one is worse, this one is still bad, but neither of them genuinely have your best interest at heart. And kind of instead of being like, these are terrible people, being like, these are the policies and these are the things that they do that harm the genuine population. Whether it's mm -hmm. me or you or someone you love, these are the things that they're going to implement. These are the things that are harmful. But taking it down to that, not, you know, they're evil, they're all evil, they're all evil. 
but just trying to unmask that. They all want to yeah. cheat on you. They all they all are in power because they exploit you. Unveiling that, taking the mask, it's like Scooby Doo. I'm ripping the fucking mask off of the bad sure, guy, yeah. and it's just the fucking guy down the street. Just kind of trying to have that open dialogue. I think so be, that's key. That's huge. Be more supportive and, and open people's minds up not to the idea that that you are like another opposition party, but like a uh, an ally. Yeah, like I'm not gonna sit my mom down and read the Communist sure, Manifesto sure. or go through, you know, Rudolf Rocker's anarcho syndicalism. I'm not gonna do that. But if I can kind of just give it to the people I know and love that have some kind of trust and faith in me and explain to them how they're being hurt by both parties, sure. I found it more likely to bring people into a different understanding of the world around them. Yeah, if you can make uh if you can make it digest like if you can take the policies, right? Because that's really what it's about you know the the whole like republican democrat it's not about the people there it's about the policies they're putting in uh in place and like so we obviously have the best policies because we're leftists (laughs) yeah they're not the most digestible though they're covered in like a thin layer of your least favorite food yeah that's what we the best way i think to get like like talking like trying to bring my mom further left has been basically just like i didn't even expect her to to, like i stopped trying to like argue with her and stuff or like be like pander to her Mm. i just started talking about like what i believed in which helped me flush out my own ideas a little better as i understood my own ideas a little better it became easier like put them in a digestible form for for someone who who doesn't who doesn't completely agree with me on the sure. subject right? sure, sure so like sure. i think the best thing to do is really work out what your ideas are like what you care about why you're why you believe in what you believe in and then like try and make that into as digestible a thing as possible as like you know relevant to and relevant to whoever you're talking to obviously it's not like gonna work the same exact way for every person right but not every person who's going to listen to us are going to be our mothers, you know, who are, yeah, exactly. who are going to give us the exactly. time of day. Most people are going to be pretty pissed at you because you have, you know, a red rose on your T-shirt if they even catch the uh, the drift of the icon. But really, just like the more you advocate for something, the more you're going to understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like just keep advocating for for good policy and then you'll get better at it. And then people, you know, and then the more you talk about it to each individual person, the more they'll listen and then maybe they'll agree with you. Do you think that, and this is for both of you guys, now that we don't have Donald Trump in office creating the divisiveness that he does among centrists, because that also caused a lot of rift on the left. I mean, the left has always had that problem and will continue to have that problem. But there's all that ideological screaming that never got us anywhere. But now that it's like, okay, Biden's here, we can stop screaming about Trump. Like, and I always, now the way I'm looking at it is we have four years to figure out how we're going to prepare for what comes after this. So, what's the strategy? How do we get more people to be like, how do we unify the left cohesively and culturally? How do we promote each other? How do we like, this podcast. What other podcast should we be promoting? Like, you need to listen to Rev Left Radio. You need to listen to Coffee with Comrades. You need to listen, listen to Revolutions. Like, keep promoting each other and building each other up. Yeah, we do have to do that. 
because we don't have the um you know we don't have the financial support that you get being a right wing yeah. podcast. Rupert Murdoch is not astroturfing any of us. <laughs> so no, we we don't get to be uh we don't get to be Nick Fuentes making billions of dollars <laughs> for lying to everyone for three hours a day. And you know but what? You... If I did have billions of dollars, I would give it all away. I would. I'd, I'd buy at least a couple nice things. Like yeah, socks. I would buy a couple nice things. I'd probably buy like a tank, <laughs> a trebuchet, a drone. No, I already got the trebuchet. <laughs> um, probably a lot of guns, and then I would just distribute them out to people and be like, "Hey, I heard you like not dying. Here's something you can have that maybe help you not die." Now I know who you were in a past life in the Paris Commune. No, I'm actually I'm an employee of Raytheon. That's really, uh, that's my end goal here. Yeah, I love Raytheon. I love bombs filled with knives that are targeted at small children in schools. Or can we start like a a media company, like a media mogul? You know, like well, fucking honestly, though, like like through the grassroots mo- movements of these kinds of little tiny podcasts and blogs that promote each other and help e- help help people find each other and keep these ideas moving. It is better that way. I mean, that's what we have to do. We don't have money. Yeah. We're anti-capitalists. Like, <laughs> does it work? You know, how do you promote a cap anti- anti-capitalism by embracing capitalism 100%? Exactly. I don't know. I mean, we use ads, but like, you know, it's... Well, you can't escape it completely, right? There, there has to be yeah. con- some consensus made. Like, I was looking at, like, one day I'd like for us to have merch somewhere and... I was like looking, I actually found one. I was pretty stoked. I found a textile facility on the East Coast that is union and you know all American made and the workers get a fair wage and healthcare and stuff like that. I was like, well, if I'm going yep. to be purchasing <laughs> t-shirts that, that that like we will one day like have our whatever the hell we put on there, like I want it to be representative of our of what we believe too. So yeah, absolutely. But are you guys optimistic generally? Oh, yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm glad, but I oh, I'm I am a little bit pessimistic about what the Democratic Party is going to be for the next 4 years. Sure. Um, you know, like we've already seen what everybody's trying to do and I don't know why Democrats do this, but they just fucking take the bullshit narrative that Republicans give them and run with it. So what do you mean by that? Like John Kasich was on fucking um, was on some news station, probably MSNBC talking about how, you know, he's a moderate Republican and he Mm. knows tons of moderate Republicans who are who, you know, reject the socialism thing. And he's talking about how Biden needs to reject it. And that's the narrative that a lot of conservative Democrats are running with right now. Mm. They're trying to they're trying to move us away from, you know, workers rights and fixing the climate change crisis, trying to move us away from. Go back to 20, 2015 as if, you know, nothing ever as if we didn't have problems in. Literally trying to go back to the exact same conditions that gave us Trump. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like we're we're going right back to the same neoliberal tendencies that made everybody upset with how the system doesn't get anything done and wanted to put a fucking fascist in office to shake things up a bit. Like we're going right back to it. Yep. 
Um, so we need to work to we need to work to make sure that you know don't want to be caught off guard four years from now. Yeah, no. I want to have that that already in place. I want that community organization in place when we really need to to get people together and mobilize them for protests and organization and taking care of each other. Like we have four years to start doing that. Now, I mean, we're still yeah. going to have opposition from Biden, but you know, we're not going to get. I mean, I hope we're not going to get black black bags like the folks in Portland. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I I would doubt that he would. You know, that would look really bad for him. It looked bad for Trump, but it didn't stop it. You know, <laughs> no, but you know, I know Trump it, didn't give a shit. I know what about. You mean. I know what you mean. His image, you know. I think Biden does a little bit because that's what that's what that's what the Democrats are obsessed with is image and apparently nothing else. Yeah, and the image right now is just I'm just not that guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's what he ran on, and he did win narrowly, but he did win on the I'm not that guy message. So I think mm-hmm. the. In- important thing here to remember is if you are concerned about the state of the world and you're concerned about what's going to happen during Biden's presidency and what he will do or what he might not do, that you have no fucking control over that. And the things that you do have control over are how you operate your life. Are you concerned about climate change? Then stop fucking eating meat, drive less, walk more, make better choices in your life, buy used clothes. No, that doesn't like, sure, you can do all that, but that doesn't really help change the problem. It does. It changes the problem dramatically. Otherwise, you're taking out the individual as part of the problem. You're trying to blame corporations when they are in power because of the things that we do. That sure those make differences. The amount of water that you can consume, it makes massive differences. You doing that individually and not advocating to get corporations and shit to stop doing that doesn't fix the problem. What I'm saying is, is that you need to take those steps if you genuinely care about the issues. If you don't, then it's just words and not actions. Your words aren't going to save the fucking planet when it comes down to it. If you genuinely care about the issues, you got to make action on it. And the corporations are just going to keep getting money funneled to them by the feds, and they're going to keep doing what they do unless it's a massive revolt. But the things that you can do, the things that you do have power over, you should take advantage of that. You should make choices that are going to benefit yourself and the community around you. Make your community yeah. ties. Make those better. I'm just saying put your actions where your words are. That's my biggest thing right now is that if you're concerned, do something about it. Like that's what you got to do. You have to make those those logical steps. You have to take away the cognitive dissonance that we all we all hold within ourselves. It's putting like the minuscule amount of 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 comparatively the small amount of damage that each individual person does compared to the massive damage that each corporation does uh, and like juxtaposing them as if they were equal and they're not. I don't think that Brian was advocating that any action in politics isn't going to be as impactful as the personal action more as that, like you need to incorporate both things. Like you can't constantly be in the streets protesting, but if you also want to impart like impact on big ag and those other terrible industries that constantly are, are fucking us over, maybe don't talk about how bad they are for you. And then like eat McDonald's for dinner that night, like yeah. start making conscious choices in your life that help then progress further into your political action. Like, but the reason I say this, the reason I say all this is, is not because I don't think you should, you know, take action on your beliefs and like, you know, buy things from worker owned businesses right Mm -hmm. or or all that it's just the narrative that they play all the time is constantly 
you know, what are you doing to fix the problem? And it's like corporations asking people, what are you doing to fix the problem when they literally are the problem? Yeah, that's this is the narrative that they are pushing. You're right. And that's why I want to push back on it. Yeah, shit. Exxon just did that. Exxon just released this whole statement saying, like, how are you reducing your greenhouse emissions? Like, dude, you're fucking Exxon. You're literally the fucking devil. Like, this is, like, you Mm -hmm. fucking did this shit. You guys knew about climate change for goddamn fucking ever and kept covering that shit up. Like, it's your fucking, like, it's what your lack of action is why we fucking got here. Because you guys put profit motive over the actual fucking planet. That's why we got here. So that's, that's why I pushed back so hard on that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because those those things are important. They are severely important. I think we have to hold ourselves responsible personally and at the same time have patience for folks who who are transitioning into new ideologies, new mm-hmm. lifestyles, all of those things. Like simply because you are further in one direction or you understand a concept or ideology or or, or political motive more doesn't mean that you need to be shitting on everyone all the time who's trying to get there. Like we need to leave room for people to be wrong. And that's not to say like racists and bigots should get a pass but like you know yeah you're willing to have a dialogue you shouldn't yeah if if somebody wants to have a dialogue you absolutely don't shut them down but you know most of the time if people are being racist or bigoted they're just acting in bad faith and they're not willing to have a dialogue i don't have the capacity to capacity or patience to try to convince that person otherwise if someone else does more fucking power to you whatever that's on you that's not me I think it's harmful to allow that kind of like to allow a dialogue on like uh, anti-Semitism or, 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 you know, no, like, no, don't allow the, don't allow the dialogue whatsoever. Don't, 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 if someone's like, you know, Jews control the banks, you don't, you don't just go, well, actually that person, like you shut no, them you, down. <laughs> you call them a fucking moron and um, I don't know, destroy them with facts and logic. Yeah. Ben Shapiro style. <laughs> Actually, interesting. Uh, ben Shapiro said that uh, he's Donald, a fucking moron. He's awful. We all we know this. Everyone listening knows this. But he, I last I heard, he actually said that Donald Trump needs to concede. <laughs> ben Shapiro really? said that. Yeah. Ben Shapiro, the voice of reason. Wow. What world are we when coming? You lose, when you lose Ben Shapiro, right. it's pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know. I don't even know where my enemy is anymore. They've fallen into the fog, and I'm terrified. Oh no, they're coming back. Tucker Carlson's going to be your your Republican candidate, and then Ben oh, Shapiro will be his running mate. Please, please, <laughs> no, they're about to, please, no. They're about to pretend that they were that they're the the conservative uh, center that Biden's been pandering to this whole time. Mm. That's where the, that yeah. It's like that and Richard Spencer. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think people are more people are more aware of this stuff though. I mean, now that they're like the the. The the fascists and the 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 bigots, the proud boys, all these motherfuckers. Trump is leaving. Their their statue of an orange blob has been dethroned. They don't have the microphone or the megaphone that they used to. So I mean, like they still exist. They're still here, but they don't get that that their message amplified as much. And that's a positive thing. So it's like, so how can we amplify our message to reach the people that they used to be reaching and that they are still reaching? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get we didn't get a leftist to to like take power and like combat the uh combat the huge swing to the right that Trump facilitated. Right. We got a centrist to hang out and to sidestep. Like <laughs> yeah, just be 
move things slightly conservatively while uh while he's there and ignore the problem so we we yeah fascism got a lot of free advertising for four years well at least it let us know where a lot of the country actually stands like a lot of those people came out of the shadows and we have a better idea and everyone's yeah. saying now like, yeah, but it also convinced a lot of people that that's the way it should be you know sure but we can't go back and change that we know where they are no we can't we can't we just gotta we just gotta try and pull things back a little bit well is there anything else you guys wanted to add to the conversation it's it's I mean, like the last few episodes have always been kind of crazy. We've been trying to figure things out because of this election. I'm hoping going forward, we can focus more on um, strategy and implementation, maybe connect with some other folks who've effectively uh, held like mutual aid campaigns and, and things like that. But is there anything you guys wanted to say on your, uh, on your closing statement? Yeah. Uh, I just want you to be the change that you want to see happen. That's it. Nice. If, if, you see something that's wrong, do something about it. If you are unhappy with the state of the world, just do something. That's it. Be the change that you want to see. Without it, there's no momentum and there's no change. It's stagnation. I agree with that. Aiden? Get ready for liberals to be shitting on leftists still. <laughs> it's not like they ever stopped. It's not like they ever stopped, but um, now they have control of the narrative right they've got the office mm. special interests are going to want to keep it as far right of a message as possible they're going to try and keep everybody all the liberals as conservative as possible and we want the liberals to be as leftist as possible you have like 48 hours to stop thinking and fighting and arguing and refreshing the page and then after that, you got to get back to work because it's still yeah, people it's are still good. suffering. We're we've got yes, it's it's um it's a victory, you know. Yeah. As, uh, as, we don't have Trump in office anymore, but as as much as that's good, also all the problems are still there, and uh, we got to still keep fighting. But at least Biden might be more amicable to our message. We will find if out if we push and it hard enough. And that's up for you to decide. If we push it hard <laughs> enough. Yeah. We have to push it. And there's a lot of things pushing back at us. Yeah. And there's less motivation because there's not a fascist in office anymore. Oh, they still exist. So you got to stay motivated. I got to stay motivated. You know, it's a. Uh... Black Lives Matter is still a thing. You know, like the, they're still Absolutely. out in the streets. They still need us to support them. And like, mm -hmm. as white folks, we still need to be out there checking other white folks to stop being so fucking bigoted all the time. Like, it doesn't matter who's president. That's been an issue in this even pre-colonial history of this country. You know, so those issues are still out there. And as a leftist, you are pivotal and useful in organization. You know, and a lot of those those groups were inspired by uh, previous leftist organizations. I, I don't know. There's, there's shit for you to do, regardless yeah. of who's president. So, I don't Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been Left in... No, that's terrible. Oh my gosh. I'm Thanks a... for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to the pod. Uh, one day I'll put together a compilation of Aiden trying to say Left in the Void. There's at least 70 outtakes of him trying to